Welcome to The Buzz. I'm Christopher Conover. This week, we begin our election coverage starting with the Arizona Corporation Commission. The role of the Arizona Corporation Commission may not be that well understood by most residents, but it's a powerful part of state government. It's responsible for regulating the state's utilities, including approving the rates they can charge customers. It also regulates railroads and pipelines, business corporations, and securities. The commission is called the fourth branch of state government by some. Larry Blank is an associate professor of economics at New Mexico State University with expertise in public utility economics and regulation. We spoke with him about the role of the Arizona Corporation Commission. The uh, Arizona Corporation Commission is uh, critically important to the Arizona economy. Uh, their scope of responsibilities are, are broad and, and also deep. Many people, in, at least in my field, we think of the commission as having regulatory responsibility over the utility industry, which would include water, gas, electricity, uh, as well as wastewater. Uh, however, in Arizona, this commission is structured to have responsibility over financial securities, uh, articles of incorporation, pipeline safety, railroad safety. Those are vitally important areas. Uh, and so uh, the utility sector alone is critically important to Arizona, but these other areas are, are also important. This may be one of those uh, parts of state government that people in Arizona just aren't aware of, but it certainly touches their lives in a big, significant way. Oh, certainly. Absolutely. If, um, of course, when it comes to utility policy, utility regulation, the most notable would be the prices that we pay for uh, electricity service, uh, natural gas service, water service, uh, wastewater service. Those prices are set by the uh, commission. And so clearly those uh, bills that come in each month that we all need to pay are, uh, are, are, are a large component for most families. Those are a large component of the budget of, of most families in, in Arizona, I, I would think. In recent years, one of the roles of, of all the state commissions, but certainly the, the Corporation Commission in Arizona, has been setting what are called the renewable energy standards, those benchmarks that utilities need to meet to get a certain amount of their power from renewable sources. Where does Arizona stand in relation to other states on that front? The renewable portfolio standards have become common uh, throughout the United States. I haven't done a comparative analysis uh, comparing Arizona in terms of a, a metric analysis or quantitative analysis of Arizona versus other states. But many years ago, we, we saw this movement toward renewable portfolio standards, mandates on utility companies electric utilities to include a certain portion of renewable energy. And I think when this all started, renewable energy was considered to be an expensive alternative, maybe a, a boutique novelty item. 
the economics of renewables ha has changed significantly. The cost of renewables have, have dropped substantially. Uh, we have also seen considerable uh, solar developments on the customer side of the meter. And so those policies have, have uh, somewhat taken center stage over renewable portfolio standards. Now the bigger policy questions have come in uh, relation to those customers who have chosen to make their own investments in solar production and how that interfaces with the traditional regulated model. Renewables have become good business. And so when it comes to regulatory policy, which is traditionally based on the monopoly utility model, we need to begin thinking more outside the box. Uh, we need to be exploring flexibility within that model to allow for the development of, of competitive energy, including renewable energy, because customers are demanding that. The members of the Corporation Commission here are elected, and in recent years, we've seen the impact of what people call dark money, especially big spending by utilities themselves to try and shape those elections. This year's candidates have made commitments to not accept that kind of funding. How big a problem is that? I'm not an expert when it comes to election rules and um, contributions to campaigns. I will say that it's a minority of states that, that have elected commissioners. And so you're not going to see that concern or that phenomenon in most of the states. Uh, I believe there are about eight, eight or nine states that have elected commissioners to this role. Most commissioners are appointed. They go through an appointment process, starting with a nomination from the governor. All right. Well, thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you. That was Larry Blank, an associate professor of economics at New Mexico State University. The Arizona Corporation Commission has five seats. Three of those are up for election this fall. The current commission is composed of four Republicans and one Democrat. If at least two of the three Democrats running are elected, it would shift the political power of the commission, which has been Republican-led for years. Bill Mundell is one of those Democrats in the race, running with the other Democrats under the tagline, Solar Team 2020. We asked him what that means. Specifically, what that means is I, I served on the commission for nine years, from 1999 to 2008. And when I was on the commission, uh, I co-authored what are called the REST rules, R-E-S-T, um, Renewable Energy Standard Tariff. And they require utilities to get 15% of their electricity from solar and wind and other renewable sources by the year 225. I wrote that, co-authored that back in 2006. And at the time, Arizona was a leader in rooftop solar. But since then, we've fallen way behind. So again, we're running as a solar team and we want to increase that percentage substantially. We've fallen behind all of our neighboring states. And if you can believe this, uh, you know, we're behind uh, New Jersey and New York in, in rooftop solar installation, which is really unbelievable since we have over 300 days of sunshine a year. Why did we fall behind? And is it something that you on the ACC 
if you're elected, could do or fix to put us back in first place again, or at least competitive? Well, yeah, to be totally political and and answer your question directly, all of the things that uh, initiatives that uh, that I and my colleagues wrote when I was on the commission, whether it was rebates to encourage rooftop solar on the front end or net metering, which is if you have rooftop solar and you generate more electricity uh, on your home than you use, you put it back on the grid, you got a dollar for dollar credit. The Republican commissioners over the last few years have gutted uh, and basically crushed rooftop solar in Arizona. You were on the commission in the past. Why do you want to be elected onto the commission again? Well, I've been involved in public service uh, my whole career. I started uh, as a young lawyer fighting corruption in the city of Chandler in the court system and the police department over 30 years ago. And as a result of that, I was appointed as the presiding judge in the city of Chandler at age 27. And then uh, I was encouraged to run for the legislature uh, by people in Chandler, which I did. And I served in the legislature for six years. And I was the, when I was the chair of the House Environment Committee, I wrote numerous pieces of legislation uh, protecting Arizona, Arizona's environment, including a uh, legislation preventing Arizona from becoming the dumping ground for hazardous waste, and also legislation protecting our rivers, our mountains, and our native plants. So public service is in my blood. The Com- Corporation Commission is a great public policy uh, position uh, to be elected to. And uh, this is really my last hurrah. I want to get back there and make Arizona the solar capital of the world to uh, protect Arizona families from nonstop unjustified rate increases and stop the dark money spending by utilities that has led to uh, the unjustified rate increases and the crushing of rooftop solar. How do you want to see the... um the renewable energy standard increased in Arizona. As you said, uh, it's at 15%. You helped author that. How do you want to push that forward? Well, there's a number of different proposals out there. And what I've said is I don't know what the the perfect percentage is, uh, but uh, Commissioner Kennedy uh, has a proposal to increase the renewable energy standard to 50% uh, by the year 228. There's a coalition of environmental groups that have a uh, proposal to increase it to 50%. Uh, by the year 230. So I don't know if there's a perfect percentage, but it needs to be dramatically increased in in a very short time period. I know the utilities will say, absolutely, we can do that. It's going to cost money. Uh, Therefore, we're going to pass that along to our customers. Uh, Does that argument need to be countered? Well, that's really uh, not a uh, correct uh, argument. The the dirty little secret of rate making for monopolies and remember we're talking about government created monopolies and whether we're talking about TEP or Unisource or APS the way these government created monopolies uh, raise rates is if they can build stuff infrastructure if they build a power plant whether it's a natural gas plant or a coal plant and I'm not suggesting they build coal plants they then get to come to the commission and ask that they raise rates based on the investment they've made. If people are investing in rooftop solar and investing their own money, then the utilities are not investing money. They can't come to the commission and ask for rate increases and everybody wins. Is this part of increasing transparency for rate payers also? Certainly. I think it's important to explain how rates are set for uh, ratepayers, uh, customers, families in Arizona. As I said, if the utilities build stuff, 
which they want to do. They come to the commission and raise rates. And over the last few years, we've had nonstop rate increases. Uh, you know, when I was on the commission, I actually voted to reduce rates for TEP customers. And I actually voted to reduce rates on APS customers. It can be done if you have transparency and you have commissioners that are doing their job. When the last rate increase for APS was increased, and I know we're, you know, I'm talking to folks in, in, in Tucson, but I think it illustrates the point. There was no question, there were no questions asked by the, by the commissioners. They just rubber stamped the application. I hope they don't do the same thing for the TEP rate case that's pending. And I certainly won't do that if, if it's still pending when I get elected and start serving in January. You mentioned um, the the power of the utilities and the influence they've had on some of these races over the years with dark money. Are you accepting donations from utilities during this campaign? No, I'm I'm running as a, a clean election candidate, uh, which means that I had to go out and collect eighteen hundred five dollar contributions, accepting uh, no money from utilities, their lobbyists, their lawyers, their executives. So now we have uh, public financing uh, for the, the campaign uh, going forward. And let me just talk a little bit about the dark money. As I said, I, I want to return to the commission so I can stop that dark money that's led to the nonstop rate increases and the crushing of rooftop solar. In 2014, uh, APS spent over $10 million to defeat Commissioner Kennedy when she ran uh, for reelection. When I ran for the commission in 2016, they spent millions to beat uh, Tom Chabin and me uh, in, in the last few weeks of the election, and I lost by 0.07%, less than 1%. And the reason they did that is because we had a history of standing up to them and not just rubber stamping uh, every rate increase they put in front of us. So uh, we're both, we're, for lack of a better word, victims of the dark money. I think it's corrupted not only the commission, uh, but our democracy in general. And the commission has the authority to stop that dark money spending by the utilities. So we're going to put an end to that uh, when we get elected. Talking about transparency, CHISPA Arizona has recently criticized the ACC for not being inclusive of Spanish-speaking ratepayers and asking for more inclusion and translation services during public meetings. Do they have a, a valid complaint, and how do you change that if they do? Well, they certainly have a valid uh, complaint. Uh, mission is considered uh, quasi-judicial, which means it's like a courtroom. They do have a very valid point. In fact, I have a feeling that Commissioner Kennedy is going to have something to say about that, because she, when she was elected, one of the first things she did last year was ask that there be uh, interpreters there for people that speak other languages, in particular Spanish-speaking uh, individuals. And I'm not sure why that didn't occur. And I think she's, but she's only one. Remember, she's one. There's four Republicans there right now and one Democrat. That's Commissioner Kennedy. But I'm a, I have a feeling she's going to have something to say about that because she asked that it be done last year. But she can only ask right now. That's why it's so important to vote for the three of us. I mean, we say vote for three, the solar team, so we can make these changes. She can ask that there be Spanish-speaking interpreters, but until uh, we're in the majority and she's the in the majority and we make her chair of the commission, it may not happen. All right. Well, thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you very much. That was Bill Mundell, one of the Democratic candidates for Arizona Corporation Commission. The other two Democratic candidates are Anna Tovar, who is currently the mayor of Tolleson. She's also a former state lawmaker and teacher. And Shay Stanfield, a former teacher and town council member from Cave Creek. 
Both candidates advocate for a stronger focus on renewable energy generation, supporting the interests of utility ratepayers, and restoring trust, transparency, and integrity to the commission. The Republicans have also fielded three candidates. One of them is current commissioner Leah Marquez-Peterson, who was appointed to her seat last year by Governor Doug Ducey. We asked her why she's running to keep the seat. I have found it very interesting, and I think I bring an important perspective to this seat. I'm the only Southern Arizonan in any statewide seat, and I'm the only commissioner from outside of Maricopa County. So my background is small business, and having run the Tucson Hispanic Chamber for about the last 10 years, I mean, all of that comes with me as I serve as a commissioner, and I'm, I think I'm a little more um, uh, engaged and involved in a lot of the issues impacting um, affordability and uh, certainly concerned with the corruption that had been kind of, you know, layered over the commission for so many years uh, and just really holding utilities accountable. So I've enjoyed the experience and hope people vote me in so I can uh, serve a full four-year term. The Democratic candidates in this race are running as a slate with the tag name of Solar Team 2020. What are your views on solar energy in Arizona? fully supportive of it. I think it's obviously makes sense that we should be the solar capital of the nation, if not even the world. Uh, I think the battery energy is really the the um, the next trend we're going to see because as people realize whether you have solar panels on your home, once it goes dark at night, um, you need to be interconnected to our utilities in order to have that sustainable energy throughout the evening. And unfortunately, we need air conditioning at night in many cases here in Arizona. So fully supportive of solar. I actually come out with a uh, a um, statement that I support 100% clean energy for the state of Arizona by 2050. And clean energy, certainly a component of that is renewables like solar and wind and hydro and others. So uh, supportive of that concept. Do you want to see when it comes to the area of renewables, solar is always the one that pops to mind, but also wind. Should that be done more on the utility level, or should we see more rooftop solar, for example? I think we need to have diversity in that, and we need to be able to allow choices. But there certainly has been a lot of talk about economies of scale for utility-sized solar. Um, I also have learned in my year on the commission about how much innovation and technology there is out there. All these new, exciting um, concepts, fusion, and things of that nature that that could impact the clean energy mix of the state of Arizona in the future. So I wanna make sure we're not picking winners and losers now, that we're preparing uh, to have flexibility and kind of diversity and and how Arizona develops its energy mix. Is it time for the ACC to go back and look at net metering again? I, I don't think so. I think that was quite a, a war that occurred between within the state related to rooftop solar and the payments they've received. I think what ultimately I've learned is the cost of solar has dropped dramatically since that whole dialogue and debate occurred. Um, and that needs to weigh in because we are we need to balance as commissioners, not only what is the, the proper energy mix, how do we provide that flexibility to the utilities, but at the same point, provide affordability for the families and businesses. I'm hearing just from so many families across the state about how challenged they are financially now. So we need to continue to develop this energy close down coal plants in the future and other things that both APS and TEP have spoken about, but ensure that it's affordable for all of our families. Do you support increasing the renewable energy standard for Arizona, which I know is at 15% and well below a lot of other sunny Western states? 
Yeah, I think Arizona's um, standards are, are very behind the times. I mean, states surrounding our Arizona um, have come up with a lot of their own either carbon reduction goals or clean energy goals. I think we need to go that direction too to stimulate economic development and show how attractive we are to companies as the, the nation starts recovering from COVID-19 and they start relocating. Um, so I think that's, that's vitally important. What, in the recent conversations we've had on the energy rules here in Arizona, and we actually have one at the end of this month, so this is very timely, my amendment or my proposal was around carbon reduction. That's ultimately what we, we wanna see occur. That's why we promote renewable and clean energy to see carbon reduction. I'd like to see uh, interim targets and a long-term target of carbon reduction as related to clean energy. How does the ACC push utilities in that direction? And I know the utilities always argue that those changes are expensive. So do you and I on our bills end up paying for those changes? Yeah, we, we approve or deny generation. So how they generate energy now and in the future. Um, what we're also proposing, which I hope passes later this month, is really a more um, comprehensive and uh, a more um, integrated resource planning process, which holds the utilities accountable for the direction the commission is stating it wants it to go, 100% clean energy, let's say, and that they're taking steps in that regard and provide us reports every year, and then three year out and five year out. We need more of that so we ensure that they're going the direction that we need to go. And I, I believe, you know, we, we have open meeting laws, so I'm not allowed to sit and talk to the fellow commissioners about this, but it seems like we have support for that among my fellow commissioners. Speaking of fellow commissioners or potential fellow commissioners, a uh, fellow Republican in the race, Eric Sloan, he's spoken out against the renewable energy standard. Obviously, the two of you disagree on that. But are there other things that you two are united, much as the Democrats are as a slate, you know, as a Republican team? I think what you see both myself and Eric Sloan and Jim O'Connor, the three Republicans in the race, we're working very closely together and speaking to fellow Republicans around the state. I see them quite often actually at different events as they're held, some of them via Zoom and some of them live. Um, and I think there's a lot of concern in the state that there are components of the Green New Deal that are popping up repeatedly at the commission. And I think we are solely united behind the fact that we need to do all we can to ensure things are affordable and sustainable. Um, and, and not pushing an agenda down on Arizonans that they, you know, ultimately refused. The Tom Steyer initiative, you know, that occurred just a few years ago was resoundingly defeated uh, by the state of Arizona, by our voters. And we wanna make sure that we continue to, uh, to produce uh, an energy package that again is affordable and sustainable. And I think we're all aligned behind that effort. You mentioned open meetings. Uh, CHISPA Arizona has recently criticized the ACC for not being inclusive of Spanish-speaking ratepayers and asking for more inclusion and translation services during public meetings. How do you respond to that kind of criticism? I was very supportive of their criticism. I was on the call when I heard them speak up. Um, I internally had requested for translation of press releases I'd like to see interpretation at public meetings. And, and at the time I wasn't able to get something to work internally, but I've just heard that we are having now Spanish interpreters at our upcoming APS public comment sessions. I'm assuming that will continue. And honestly, what I've been doing is having my own press releases translated to Spanish so that I can send them on to Spanish media um, and doing that on my own because that service wasn't provided to the commission. So I hope to see that change. 
if you're brought back for a full term beyond open meetings, which people may not be able to go to because of work and things like that, how do you ensure transparency for ratepayers? I was very proud the very first month I was a commissioner, we voted on the first code of ethics for the Corporation Commission. So it ensured that none of us, candidates nor existing commissioners, would take any money or have any undue influence by utilities. Um, in addition, I'm running as a clean elections candidate. I think the key is that a lot of people have heard of the Corporation Commission, but I'm learning as I campaign around the state, not many people know what we do. So I think we need to do a better job, and I need to do a better job in the seat of promoting um, what our responsibilities are, at regulating not just utilities, but we incorporate all the businesses in the state. We handle railroad and pipeline safety. Um, I, Being a former chamber president, I know the value of really getting out there and speaking to rotaries and kiwanas and chamber groups. And I'd like to be able to do more of that once this campaign is done and the world opens up again after COVID-19. Um, I also think that the way we've been doing our meetings, which are on camera through WebEx, has allowed more people to, to dial in and not necessarily come in and, and sit there in our meetings, which are all day long, typically on a work day. Well, thanks for spending some time with us. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for your interest. That was Leah Marquez-Peterson, a Republican candidate for the Arizona Corporation Commission. There are two other Republicans running. Eric Sloan, a self-described conservative Republican business owner, says his priorities include fiscal responsibility in keeping rates low and ensuring consumer protections for utility shutoffs. Republican Jim O'Connor was a write-in candidate for the August primary, but is on the ballot for the general election. A self-described constitutional Republican, O'Connor has decades of experience in finance and serves on the board of a nonprofit Christian mentoring organization. O'Connor and Sloan both say they will focus on cracking down on financial crime. You can find information for all of the candidates in the Arizona Corporation Commission race on the Secretary of State's website. And that's the buzz for this week. Election season is here, and we want to know what's on your mind. Our listener voicemail line is open. Call and leave us a message about what key issues, races, or candidates are driving you to vote this fall. We may use your comments in an upcoming episode. The number is 520-621-5999. Again, 520-621-5999. You can find all our episodes online at azpm.org and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for The Buzz Arizona. We're also on the NPR One app. Ariana Brocious is the show's producer and editor. Vanessa Ontiveros is our production assistant. Jim Blackwood is our production engineer. Duncan Moon is the interim news director. Our music is by Enter the Haggis. I'm Christopher Conover. Thanks for listening. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.